This is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. Today I'll be talking about femoral nerve entrapment. And I don't know if tr- lasers truly work. So we're going to find out about that. And after that, we'll pop in a bottle and see what comes out. Are you ready? Oh, I'm so ready for this. Okay, Bree, what's going on? Nothing much. How are you? I'm well. I know we took last week off because it was Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. Did you eat a lot? Because I know I did. I gained like 10 pounds. I always gain 10 pounds, I feel like. Yeah, and we did this uh, chicken instead of a turkey. And uh, we just did this like French recipe where it was coated in like five sticks of butter. <laughs> that sounds amazing. <laughs> it was awesome. But very calorie laden. Um, We drank probably four or five different bottles of wine over a period of six, seven hours. Because it was like the three, four of us. It was his mom, his uncle, Michael, and myself. And it was just very small. We went to Mel's Diner which was yummy. Um, I've never been there before. It's in Naples. So I would save that portion for our um, favorite restaurant or happy hour of the week. You went there for Thanksgiving dinner? For Thanksgiving dinner, oh, cool. yeah. All right. I assume you did it all. All right. So you want to talk about lasers or you want me to go first? Um, how about you go first and then I will dive into the world of lasers. Okay. All right. So in the rehab corner, I'm talking about femoral nerve entrapment. So this is pain in the front of the hip and leg. Uh, so I wanted to bring this up because I, I just feel like the hip flexors take a lot of blame for any kind of pain in the front of the hip. And although hip flexors tend to get tight, especially anybody that works at a desk, uh, I just think it's sort of overdiagnosed, right? When you hear out of a patient and they're like, oh, the front of my hip hurts, is your first thought hip flexor? Mm, no, not really. Not really? It used to be mine, and I know a lot of physicians oh. will, you know, I'll get a lot of scripts like hip flexor tendonitis and look at it like this is not hip flexor. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, so the femoral nerve is a branch of, uh, of nerves, comes off of L2, 3, and 4, wraps around the side and into the front of the hip, and then passes down into sort of the groin area and then down the medial side of the leg and turns into the saphenous nerve. Uh, sometimes it gets snared by something. Sometimes the ligaments of the pelvis, the inguinal ligament, can press on it. Uh, iliacus, which is one of the hip flexors, can kind of pierce through it. They can get strained in the adductor canal. Uh, you know, a lot of these things are from, you know, maybe tightness or uh, restriction in an area. Uh, but the problem is, you know, stretching the hip flexor is not always the answer. So let me talk a little more about symptoms. So anytime you have a nerve being compressed, it can give you pain, numbness, tingling, and motor weakness anywhere in the distribution of that nerve. So for the femoral nerve, that's your quads, it's your adductors or groin muscles. The muscle called sartorius, and then, you know, if the saphenous nerve is involved, it beats for the medial calves or shin area. Um, so this also, there's a high correlation between this and abdominal surgeries and any kind of hip surgery. So that's a, just a sort of frequent complication. Uh, and there's a, a test for it. It's called the pro-knee bend test. So if you lay on your stomach and you bend your knee, and then lift your hip up, so really lift your leg up, if you get sort of tension with that, different from muscular tension, that could be a sign. Um, you have to be careful with that test though because you can get a false positive. So it's always good to test you know, the uninvolved leg and the involved leg and see if there's a difference because stiff quads are pretty common. Um, and if that's positive, there is a uh, what's called a nerve glide or nerve flossing that you can do which is similar to the test position. You lay on your stomach, you lift your leg up like a hip extension straight leg raise, and simultaneously drop your head down. 
So, okay, let me back up a second. You're on your stomach, you're propped up onto your elbows, and you want your leg and head to move opposite. So leg goes up, head goes down. Leg goes down, head comes up. All right, and you want to keep that pain free. All right, because the nervous system is one entire uh, continuous system. It starts from your brain, turns into your spinal cord, and that then into your peripheral nerves. So your head movement can change the sort of dynamics of the nerve. Um, I did do a blog on this recently, and I have links to videos on how to do that because it's kind of hard to describe through audio. So that's what I have for you. Um, hip flexors often are tight, but are not always the answer. You know what? That sounds amazing, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> you always say that. <laughs> I mean, everything does sound amazing. I mean, I'm still like in awe of how many different, I mean, just in general, as a nurse practitioner, I see different people come in with similar things, but some things are exactly the same, very textbook, but then you always get that one or two patients that it's like, wait a minute, that's not it. Mm -hmm. And it always amazes me how most physicians or different practitioners treat everything the same because they see it so many times they end up, it becomes very routine, mm -hmm. but it's very fun when you do get that, um, unicorn or that yeah. zebra out the bunch yeah that's what inspires me to blog and podcast is those unicorns yeah me too. <laughs> that's always how i choose my topics so if you if you hear me talking about a topic i probably just saw a patient with something like that going on and usually my stuff comes from inspiration as well and i'm just kind of like oh that's really neat like the reason why we decided to talk about lasers in your weekly dose of bs this week is because my knees are killing me ever since the wedding and we had that what three four day of dancing fun family my right knee has not been the same it is very medial and it's every single time i try to exercise now do squats run anything it starts throbbing and i get the sharp pain i started treating myself with the sumus laser that we have at our office synergy health and it has changed it from me being able to do maybe 40% of the workout to about 80 to 90% of the workout pain-free. I want to know if, if any listeners out there has either tried the laser or a laser therapy and if they feel like it works or if it's just a bunch of crap. So this is more of an alternative type medicine. It's not your traditional, let me give you some pills, let's do some surgeries, let's do some x-rays or anything like that. This is... A treatment that takes maybe three minutes, you come into the office, it's called a cold laser. Um, it is FDA cleared for therapeutic treatment and it uses the power of the laser's energy to reduce inflammation and pain in your body. Um, the laser also, which I think is amazing, increases the blood circulation, which promotes natural healing abilities, including regeneration of tissue. That is what I love about it. Because, like I said, I'm not always about pills. I think it's the worst thing for you. There are pills out there that are very beneficial. But you don't want to mask the symptom because if you mask it and you think you're better and then you go and work out, guess what's happening? You're damaging your body even further. Treat what's going on. Sometimes it's just rest, letting your body heal on its own naturally is great. I think it's the best medicine. Not everybody has time to rest. So this laser, I feel like, gives you a second treatment option besides rest that can help promote healing naturally.
So if you want to know if you're right candidate for the sumus laser, it's pretty much anyone that has um, chronic inflammation, pain, soft tissue damage. Now, if you have a skin condition, like if you don't know if you have skin cancer or anything like that, I would definitely consult with your PCP or your dermatologist first. And I don't know if you have a tattoo around the area or on the area that you want treated, if it's the best idea. Sometimes any type of laser can um, mess the tattoo up. It can mess with the ink. Um, and then how many treatments do you need? It depends on the person. I usually tell my patients between four to six treatments and then we'll reevaluate and either add more on or we'll just say it's not for you. And then is the laser safe? This laser is totally safe. So what it does, it does powerful waves of laser energy into the deep tissue without harming the skin. That's the main thing. This laser cannot burn you. That is what people need to know. Um, so do I feel like the laser works? I do, when I have an issue with my knee, I'll do three to four treatments within a week and I feel totally fine. I feel great afterwards. Um, but the main thing I need to pretty much realize is I need to watch how I bend squats and be more aware of what's going on. And I also probably need to get arch support shoes because that's probably why I'm having all these issues in the first place. But um, We'll have to do a podcast on just that alone right there. I think that may be in a couple of weeks. Um, we are just so excited about what happened. Oh, let me stop. That is all I have for you for your weekly dose of BS. Um, but we are very excited that we're about to wrap up our first season. That's right. Dr. Chris and your favorite nurse practitioner with popping bottles. It's almost the end of the year, you guys. We are so happy y'all decided to be with us and listen to us and we can't believe the amount of support that we're getting. Um, but I feel like now it's time to open up a bottle. Sounds good to me. And we'll see what comes out. Let's do it. Okay, Brie. So what are you drinking this week? Oh, my goodness. I am back on a cab kick. So I am drinking Robert. Um, is it Robert? No, it's Michael Mendoff. It's Robert's brother. I think I've had this one before. It's um from Napa. Has a really cool bottle, but it was the only thing in our wine freeze um, fridge. So this is what I'm drinking tonight. Only thing in your wine fridge? I don't buy that. You got a mm. big wine cellar. I've seen it before. <laughs> I was like, I've seen. I have a cellar, but uh, not the fridge. fridge. The gotcha. fridge is in the kitchen. <clears throat> All I right. was too lazy to go to the cellar. How is it? Is it tasty? Oh yeah, it's so good. It's one of my favorites. Well, I just poured a fresh glass of the Outlander Cab. I got it at Aldi, so I'm a little skeptical. I haven't tried it yet. Let's see how it goes. Well, taste it, because I love that show, Outlander. Tastes like a rubber tire. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe it just needs a little air. We'll see. But it was like eight bucks, so whatever. Every now and then you get lucky with us, but sometimes you get really unlucky. Maybe if you filter it, you know those little wine filters? Maybe if you do that. Decanter? Yeah, I guess I could do that. No, not a decanter, a filter. Yeah, I'm not sure if we have it. We got decanters, no filters. So, anyways, what's going on in the world of Brie? Well, nothing really this week for me to be complaining about. Thank goodness. I hate complaining. But 
Um, we are still just working on life, trying to like get our house situated, buying Christmas presents. There's, I'm like broke. I'm sure everyone else is trying to buy and make sure everybody's happy. Um, but that's about it. What about you? I'm excited to announce I'm first place in my fantasy football league, which has never happened in my career in fantasy football. I know you don't care about that at all, but but I feel like the world needs to know because uh, the funny thing is I totally do not deserve to be in first. It's pure guesswork. Because you probably don't even watch football. I, I watch some. I you know I'll put it on the background until my wife says turn it off. Oh my gosh. Oh. So what else is going on? So what's going on? Uh, well, my brother's supposed to be coming here from uh, California next week, uh, but it looks like California just announced some sort of travel restrictions. So I'm not even sure if he's going to be able to go. So this, this oh, that's week. so sad. Yeah, I'm not sure if they can force him not traveling. I think it's just for non-essential travel is they're being advised not to. I, I don't know. I don't know how it plays out, but. Hopefully he can make it. This whole year has just been ridiculous and crazy, and uh, I'm just. Well, hopefully he can make it and stay at least two to three weeks, so he can enjoy time with the family. Well, I'm kind of hoping he comes here and then gets stuck here, can't go back. <laughs> mm-hmm. so, selfishly, but I mean that's I so crazy. It's like brother. that's like totally a possibility now. It's crazy. So. I mean, I wouldn't say stuck, but yes, he might be have to stay down here for a couple more days than what he had planned especially coming out of florida all right so are you ready for some common sense questions yes let's head over to that section (laughs) so uh how did the boy kick his soccer ball 10 feet and have it come back to him on its own oh we did this one before he kicked it um, up in the air yeah, okay. I was afraid we did that one. All right, so skip that one. All right. <laughs> How could a man go outside in the pouring rain without protection and not have not have a there's a typo there, not have a drop on? And not have a hair on his head. Okay, sorry. Let me read that again. How could a man go outside in the pouring rain without protection and not have a hair on his head get wet? How could a man go outside in the rain without protection? And not have a hair on his head get wet. He was under a, um, he was on a porch. Well, then you're technically not outside yet. Yes, you are. If you're on the porch, you're outside. All right. Well, that's not the answer. <laughs> oh, well, that's, they were not smart enough. <laughs> a porch is outside. Um, you're in a car. You're smarter than these questions. <laughs> that's not the answer either. Um, he's outside in the pouring rain. In the pouring rain. He's in the rain. Yeah. He has an umbrella. Oh wait, no, that's Out, protection. protection. Yep. Um. He's bald. There you go. Nailed it. Nice. Impressive. Did you? Google yes. That? I don't think I would have gotten that one. Yes, you would have. It just takes a second. Yeah. All right. Good job. Well played. All right. Uh, how was it possible that every single person in an airplane crash died, but two people survived? How was it possible that every single person in an airplane crash died, but two people survived? 
So everyone is in an airplane. Yep, every single person dies. Every single person dies. They got brought back to life? <clears throat> nope. Every single person dies. Yeah, if you die, then you can die for a second, then get brought back to life. But technically. Every, every single person dies. Oh, you emphasize single. So the people that are married. <laughs> you got it. Um, survived. Yep, the two survivors were married. Yes. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> what breaks never falls, and what falls never breaks. What breaks but never falls, but what falls but never breaks. Yes. What can break? A bicycle. Well, a bicycle can fall. Mm. A car. But it also has to be able to fall and never break. Yeah, a car can fall off a cliff. And not break? You don't have to use the brakes. <laughs> B-R-E-A-K. Good try there. I like that. You're thinking. Um, let me see. That part out. Do, do you want a hint? Do I give you hints? No, you just let me fail miserably. <laughs> I swear I give you hints sometimes. What breaks but never falls, but what can fall and never break? I'll give you a hint. Okay. Whenever these kind of weird questions, it's usually something non tangible. I know. I'm trying to think. Water? Nope. Because you can break ice and that's still considered water. You're overthinking it, I think. Okay, so it's something that happens every day. I don't know. I give up. Day breaks and night falls. Day breaks. <laughs> and night falls. Oh, yeah. You don't like that one. You can't have day fall? No, because it's nightfall. Well, I still think that's an expression, right? The day breaks, yeah. then the night falls. Well, and one of them got me. Yeah, well, you did good. I didn't you, like you that one. Than, yeah, I know you didn't like it. I could tell by the hesitation in your voice or the hesitation you speak. That was stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so what else you got from me? You got a favorite restaurant picked out? Yes. So, um... You know, for the happy hour restaurant, we decided, like earlier, I said we went to Mel's Diner for Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. And I have never been to Mel's Diner before, and I've always heard it. I've lived in Naples for about three years. But if you are new to Naples and you want, like, I hate to sound dumb, but, like, real diner food. Like, not like a fancy restaurant, but just to get good, delicious food for not so expensive, go to Mel's. 
it was so yummy. We had, they had a special going on. Like we only could pick from like the a select menu. I think there was like five or six items on it. So I got the turkey and gravy with like the dressing and all that. And it was so yummy. Cool. I told Michael, I totally want to go again and check out their full menu. Interesting. So what made you guys decide Mills? It, we could walk to it from his mom's house. Was the one in Collier? No, on um, Bonita, in Bonita, okay. uh, 41. Oh, I wonder if they have a decent brunch. I don't know if Mel's does brunch, but I'm sure they do. I know, I think they do do breakfast. They must, they, right? Diners are kind of like, that's like their breakfast like choice. They're like 24-7. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm sure they have a good brunch. They have alcohol there, but I don't know if they have alcohol in the morning, possibly. Um, I got a glass of wine with my turkey dinner. It was so yummy, so... I suggest that you check it out. I think um, you'll be pleasantly surprised. So shout out to Mel's. I know there's two different locations in Naples. There's one also on 41. And then there's a one, another one that's on um, Collier. Yeah, you did say Collier. Mm-hmm. Is it so, one of those places when you ask for a glass of wine, they say, do you want, like your options are red and white? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> they actually have Pinot Grigio. Yeah, all right. And do they bring yeah. it over to you in like one of those little mini plastic bottles and pour it into the glass? No, it was a glass. All right. Okay. Don't try to talk about Mel's. <laughs> I don't know. I have been to I had been to Mel's before and I was impressed with their, their breakfast skillets, I think it was. See, so you already know they have breakfast. Yeah, I know. Just places like that, I'm just you know, usually skeptical of the wine list. Oh, well, this one, I can't remember the name of the Pinot Grigio, but it was good because I was just like I need something with this meal. I, there was some place that went, it was like, you know, under the, the liquor or cocktail section, it was like wine, red, white, check mm-hmm. one. So the waiter, the waitress doesn't get confused. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's like the airplane. Exactly. Everyone's Which, getting better have this? Their wines are horrible. Especially now, because they can't serve like liquor, so it's only beer and wine, and it's just like the worst. How do you do flying? By the way, do you, are you a nervous flyer or are you comfortable flying? Um, I'm a nervous flyer. I have to take medication. Oh really? Oh yeah, I'm on Ativan. Oh wow. Yeah, I take medication to fly, and I have to drink. It's really bad. So if you ever see me at the airport, if I don't speak, it's because I'm trying to talk myself down from jumping off the ledge. <laughs> yeah I, yeah i used to be a nervous flyer but i guess you just do it enough you start to feel more comfortable oh i do it all the time yeah you guys travel a lot i'm surprised you're still nervous nope i'm still nervous what, is it like a lot of people get nervous on like lift off and you know landing i'm just nervous the entire time like it's the worst when we fly cross country mm-hmm. or to europe it's like so many hours and it's just like this is never ending like this will not stop like it just keeps going and going and the only time I get excited is when they're like we're about to descend I'm like thank god we're almost there we're like almost done so is it a fear thing like you might crash or is it more of like of course fever like no it's like this plane's about to fall out the sky okay yeah I used to feel that way I mean I definitely like every time I talked about this with my wife every time we get in a flight we always contemplate death <laughs> it's like yeah. hard not to but there's sort of like a, a letting go that I sort of embrace it's like you know what i'm gonna go down i'm gonna go down there's nothing i can do about it 
I mean, if I want to die, I really want to die in my sleep. Like, I want to go out peacefully. No pain. I just go to sleep and just don't wake up. That's, like, the way I want to go. I've thought about this a couple of times. Yeah. Isn't it crazy that, like, we're the only species on the planet that gets to die that way? <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> there are, uh, dogs get like, to die that way, too. Well, yeah, because they've been, like, sort of humanized. <laughs> but everything else, like, dies from somebody eating it. It's so sad, and we're one of those people that eat it, but I won't get into that. <laughs> anyway, let's move on to um, your restaurant or happy hour of the week. Okay. Uh, not a happy hour place, more just a restaurant. So, La okay. Supresa, La Supresa, Cuban Where's restaurant. Where's that? It's on the trail, so like uh, East Trail, um, kind of south of the courthouse. So, it's a Cuban restaurant. Oh, we got geez. a lot of yeah, we got a lot of these in town, right? Mm-hmm. But this one, their Cuban sandwich, and that's kind of the barometer. You go to a place, if I go to a new Cuban place, I'm usually going to get the Cuban sandwich first. And that kind of tells me, okay, this is, you know, high caliber or not. Well, this is definitely the best Cuban I've had in probably Florida, to be honest. I was going to say south of Florida, but I used to live in Miami. I can't think of a place that had a Cuban as good as this place because they – uh I, I think they roast that pork like all day outside. Oh my god, it is juicy and delicious. So it's well, not, it sounds you know, good. Yeah, I mean, if you like Cuban sandwiches, food. you gotta go to that place. It's amazing. I'll have to check it out. It's just so far. I hate driving all the way over there. I know. Just every now and then, you end up in that area, and you're like, yeah, well, you know, think let me try it out. Yeah. That's what I got. We got. All right, so our last segment is the good news of the week. It's always my favorite segment because it just brings joy and happiness in this crummy kind of world that we're living in right now. So this is from MSN.com. It's about this cute old man. He is a war, war, oh gosh, tongue-tied, World <laughs> War II veteran. He used to be a firefighter pilot, and he took to the sky on his 100th birthday. I love that. So apparently, his um, name is Harry Moeller. He flies every week. Um, His birthday was in October, and he got to fly his plane on his birthday. And he's probably, which they said from the Guinness Book of World Records, one of the oldest pilots still flying. Very impressive. That's what I said. Um, he started flying in 1942 with the Army Air Corps, and he served as a combat pilot throughout the world war, including a stint with the Flying Tigers that defeated China from the Japan, um, from the Japanese. Um, he was from Akron, Ohio, um, and he said he's just like um, he's just happy that he can still fly. He's just happy that. Um, he's able to like see and be with everything and they hadn't taken it away from him. Cause you know, once you get up in age, they, they start taking your license and stuff away. <laughs> um, uh, Moeller says, it's always great to thank veterans for their service, but he urges everyone to go a step and beyond and donate money to charities that benefits veterans, which I agree with. Um, so I thought that was kind of cool. I want to say happy late birthday to him. And um that's it for this week. Well, happy birthday. Um, so would you fly a plane? Like if you had somebody who was like there assisting with the controls, would you, would you try it? No. 
Is that a hell no? <laughs> no. I mean, I don't think they'll let me fly a plane because I have to take medication to get up in the air. Yeah, probably not. Have so you ever uh, looked at the Guinness Book of World Records and read any of it? Actually, I have not. You should. It's actually really interesting. I, I read some of it. And uh, there's a guy, I'm not even kidding. And this is like years ago I read this. So maybe his record's been beat. I don't know. But this dude, like, he, he says his skill was he could eat stuff that you're not supposed to eat. Like, he would break a light bulb. Please, nobody do this. <laughs> into small little bits and slowly over time ingest them. I wish y'all could see my face. That is not medically sound. That is ridiculous that someone yeah. would do that. Don't like that, do this. Do, do not do that. That does You will die. To do that. That just that's weird. Anyways, this guy ate a plane, like a small Cessna plane. He broke it up in tiny little beats of uh, pieces and slowly over time ingested an entire plane. <laughs> that is a mess. <laughs> I mean, it's kind of cool to be like, <laughs> I ate a plane. <laughs> that is not cool. That is well, okay. that is called GI buildup. His ass is, is going to be shitting planes. Excuse my French. <laughs> like, that is ridiculous. Yeah. I want to know, like, how long it took him. Probably was like eight years or something like that. Oh, my God. Like a little tiny piece of plane a day. Like, and who actually, like, says, oh, I ate a plane? I mean, that's kind of cool. <laughs> it's not cool, Chris. Don't give him props. <laughs> All right. On that note, please, nobody try eating planes. Don't eat planes. All right. So shall cool. we wrap it up? What do you say? Oh, I say we can wrap it up. So, guys, thank you again. We are going to be ending our season um, pretty soon. So keep listening. Keep subscribing. Um, please follow us on Instagram underscore poppin', underscore bottles. And if you have any questions or any concerns, let us know. Give us content. We love it. Um, so I feel like that's it, Chris. Yeah, we have a holiday special coming up, so watch out for that. We're not 100% sure what we're going to do yet, but I'm that's sure it'll be fun, fun and interesting. Yep. You never know when we get alcohol involved. <laughs> Start talking about eating plates. All right. Like <laughs> <laughs> this is DJ Dr. Chris. And it's your favorite nurse practitioner, Bree. And this is Poppin' Bottles. See you next week. Bye, guys.